Ja, soos jy nou ervaar het, my naam is Henry, en het bly so. Um, ek is baie dankbaar dat ek hier is vandag. Um, always a privilege for me just to speak the name of Jesus um, over people's lives. Um, yeah, I think I think it's it's good that we can we can rest in reality of what God is doing here today. I kind of feel like I just want to stop here. Because he's worthy to receive our praise and our adoration and our glory. So we can come with our words, we can come with our preachers, but unless he is lifted up, unless he is lifted up, my preach this morning would be around this one reality, to be poured out, poured out, uitgestort. It's the calling of every believer. It's not a choice. It's not something that you say, well, I'll volunteer for that. <laughs> I'll do that because we'd hardly want to. We'd hardly want to. We don't want to be poured out. We don't want to become that broken, finished. I often see the picture and you see, you see it in the movies where this whole army goes into war. And after the battle, there are two or three that come struggling out, battle-weary, blood pouring out from their bodies. And I think that's sometimes a picture that we need to see in giving our lives to Christ, in surrendering to Him. If we follow Him, I'm just going to say a few words, and then I want us to pray. Um, over a few things, and I really believe it's just part, it's just, it's, it really wasn't part of what I was going to do, but it is something that I believe that the Lord wants to do in this place. Um, so, let me say this to you. Let me just put my notes, what's left of my notes down here. <laughs> um, to be poured out the Lord. If Christ is who he said he is, if he is who he said he is, then if I follow him, it's going to cost me everything. If he said who he said he is, to follow him is going to cost me everything. None of us, none of us can get away with anything. I have on my profile somewhere, I don't know, I think it's on a WhatsApp profile that says these words, I want to be poured out as a drink offering. So I could be just like Paul. It's Paul's words. He says, offer. You know what a, a drink offering is about? And I mean, we read it in the Old Testament. The drink offering is simply this. The lamb has been slain, and the lamb is burning as an offering before the Lord. And the priest would come, 
and take a liter of wine and pour it over the lamb. And all all that is left of the wine is a vapor, a sweet-smelling savor, being poured out for God, being poured out for God. You listen to the scripture of our brothers, and he actually stole that scripture from me. This is part of the preach. And I want to use that scripture and I want to speak that scripture over a person here today for a special reason. Because we need to be poured out as a fragrance, as a fragrance to the Lord. And you know something about a fragrance that is very beautiful is this. Even if the person leaves, or even if he had to go, the fragrance remains. The presence of the Lord remains. And I'd love for that to be a Bonnevale experience. I don't think we're here for nothing. I mean, I could, yeah, we could do our best preachers, we could get our best songs, we could get our best whatevers. But I don't think our hearts were that today. Our hearts were let just give it all for God. Let's burn it up. Let's burn it up if we can, if we can give everything to God. And that would be my encouragement to you. It's a great blessing for me to be here, just to see your faces and just to know you, to walk with this man. I love this guy. I said to him once upon a, <laughs> once upon a time, you need to be my son. I don't have sons. You need to be my son. Do you still have that belt, my man? I love you. And I love your heart. And I love the poured outness of your life. That you're not prepared to give up or hold on anything, but to give it all up and just to pour it out for Jesus. I mean, you'd think to yourself, where on the map in South Africa would you want to pick Bonnie Vale? It's like, I see what do markets you for But there's something beautiful here. I believe that God has chosen. God has chosen you. God has chosen you as a vessel of honor. I know there's a scripture about it, and I can't think where it is now. But there are times that he chooses vessels of honor and sometimes vessels of dishonor. But he has chosen you as a vessel of honor that you would become a fragrance in Bonnevale that would reach out across, that it will not just be Bonnevale. And it's not about size. And it's not about having a big congregation. It's not about numbers. It's about the fragrance of Christ. It's about the holiness of our God. So, let me do what I really believe that we need to do this morning. Lisa is here by Suvech. I'm sorry, I'm picking on you. Can you come? You okay? All right. Will all the ladies that came with me just come? Just gather around her. I want to read that scripture from, um, I'm reading the Matthew version of that scripture that Johan read. 
And I want to read it over you. As um, as I've seen something in your life. I saw it again yesterday. Just as you as you shared something from your heart that that brokenness for the lost, that brokenness for a somebody that you had been longing for and wanting to really come through. I saw that. And that is as a fragrance to the Lord. It is poured out over him as an offering of his greatness, as an offering of his holiness, as an offering of a life that he died for. And so I want to read that scripture. Let me just find it quickly. Matthew 26. While Jesus was in Bethany, in the home of a man known as Simon the leper, a woman came to him. And I know the guys don't like these things. But it's okay. It's okay. Mary had said, he's man with Dale. It's not so. I think that comes out there on the light. In geval. And a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. I just want to say something about perfume. Perfume doesn't come out in a natural form. You don't find a perfume tree. Perfumes are expensive. They're costly. They are um, crushed things, broken things. It's like you take a, a root and crush it, and out of that would come a perfume. Or you would take the bark of a tree and cut grooves in the tree and out of that tree would run the gum of the tree and that would be a fragrance and that gum is the same gum that they're talking about here, the fragrance. And you would put it, because it was very precious and very costly to get hold of it and when you get it, you put it in a little alabaster jar and there's something about that jar that has to happen before the fragrance comes out. Fragrance in a jar means nothing. It has to be broken. The jaw has to be broken or the lid has to come off or whatever you want to call it. So let your lid come off. You have. You've already stepped into that space. You have become that alabaster jaw that is broken, that God is going to receive from you an ointment over his head and his feet. And there are other scriptures which speak about the ointment being poured on his feet. And so it is for you that God is going to take this and use it. I don't want to read that part where the disciples were indignant and upset about it because most of the time we don't want to do this. We don't want people to do this because it sounds so ridiculous to give yourself totally for God, to be burnt up for Jesus, to be overtaken by Him, overwhelmed by Him, overwhelmed by His greatness and His goodness. We don't want to do that. It's not the regular thing. But Jesus was aware of their complaint. And he said to them, why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. 
when she poured out this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for my, for my burial. And I tell you a truth that wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, she, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. So I read that scripture over you today because I really want God, and I've asked our ladies to come around because I believe they've come here to be poured out. So I want you to receive from the Lord what he has prepared for you over your life, over your spirit, over your heart. That as you, you and, and I know it's a difficult place, you come, into, you come into this thing and sooner or later you come into the hardness and the difficult places where you are being crushed, where you are being ripped apart, when you are being spoiled, when you are being ruined, when you are being left to be a nothing. But through that, there is a sweet smelling savor that is poured over Jesus and Jesus is glorified and Jesus is lifted up. And even though you become nothing, even though you become nothing, he becomes everything. And you will see one day, and you will sing the songs that we sang this morning. Holy is your name. Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. So let's just pray over her, Father, in the name of Jesus. In that beautiful name of Jesus. And it's the only way that, Lord, we can bless a person today is in the name of Jesus. And it seems so weird that we would want her to be a poured out offering over you. And in that, Lord, you are pouring out yourself over her through your name, through the power of your name, through the power of what you are and who you are and what you represent today, God, and that she will be different. I pray, Lord, that she will be different, that others will see and know and experience the fragrance of Christ flowing out of her life from this day forward. I know that she's given herself up to now, God, and I'm not trying to take that away, God, but what you are doing right now, God, in her life, that you would use it as a savor, a sweet-smelling fragrance of your presence. Always, always, Lord, when she speaks to someone, that there will be something of a sweetness about what she says. As she comes into a worship meeting, that there will be a fragrance, Lord, that surrounds her. As she kneels before you, God, in her quiet time with you, that you would receive from her the beauty, the beauty of the fragrance that she pours out in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And may you as leaders receive it as well. For we are as fragrance. Lord, I bless you. That's good. All right. Thank you, Michael. Now, okay. Mario, come stand Sorry, I won't be much longer. I'm not going to preach, but I want us to do this today. Um, yeah, Mario came t to me the other day and he said, um, I have two words. One was for my friend here, 
So, I don't know if you want to tell him now already. You want to tell him? Tell him. <laughs> no pressure. <clears throat> Christopher, give me for my style. When I was praying, I felt the following so directly from God. Short message, but a powerful message from God to you. God said, my son Christopher, I want you to remain faithful and I will give you honor amongst men. And I want the whole congregation, if you are prepared to stand with Christopher, I want you to stand and show your support to him, please. And Father God, I just pray for Christopher right now. I ask that you would bless him, that you would use him, Father God, that you would keep him faithful in Jesus. Father God, and that you will be the one to bring him honor amongst men. And as this entire congregation is standing, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Father God, that you have risen him up, that you are using him tremendously. And Christopher, God has already set the path apart for you. And these people around you standing with you and for you will walk with you. And God will honor you for that. And God will bless you. But I want to say to the congregation that God is going to bless you as well. Bless you, Christopher. Amen. Thank you. And then... He said to me, I, have, I had a picture and uh, I'm not going to try and spoil it for him. Uh, so he can tell you the story. Um, and then when we're done with that, then I just want to do one other thing and then we're going to close down. Um, what time do you guys normally finish off? Whenever. <laughs> Two or three o'clock, sweets. <laughs> yeah, not a problem. No, I feel a little awkward about it, and it's, it's kind of like, uh, does it really fit into a congregation? But I wanted to say to all of the women today, pink is your color, so he could have chosen any one of you out of this, and I'm sure that word is actually for everyone who is a woman in this building today, that God is doing something special with you. You know there's something about us, um, and I will, say, I will say this about women, there are probably two things, two major things that hurt women. And that is why sometimes God needs to show you that he sees you through his eyes. And the two things are this, and you may not like to hear these words, the one is a man and the other are children. Those are the two things. And you speak to any woman here. That's their heartaches, their men and the children in their lives. I know some of you may not be there, you may not have children, but I wanted to say this today, to know that God looks across and sees you as a person, and he loves you, and he saw your hurt, and he saw your pain. And we don't have to go into the details. We don't have to go into the details, we know some of those details. Sometimes it's a simple thing like an argument or hard words but it leaves a skull because they're made in a special way. They're made pink. God made them pink. And because of that, 
God has stepped up today to say, I love you. I love you. And I see your hurt. And again, it's a fragrance. It is a fragrance that you pour out. But you stand up again and you run your race. And you're strong. All right. The last part, um, I must share this with you. Uh, it's more for the men. I actually felt when I was preparing the word that this message today is going to be for men. It's like I said to you, men don't like to cry. Um, <clears throat> men don't like to be fragrance, put out as fragrance. I don't mind using aftershave. In fact, I prefer using it because it makes you smell nice and it gives you a sense of something about you. Um, but we need to be a fragrance of Christ. And I, I said, a, you know, of my life, I want to be poured out as a drink offering. And I think sometimes God uses those words in real situations. And your life does get poured out. And it's not always good in terms of the flesh. But I know it brings glory to his name. So I want to read, I want to read something to you. In fact, two things, particularly for the men. And then I'm going to get you to stand we're all going to pray together for our men. And I know the ladies will pray as well. And here is the first thing. Uh, just before we came here, um, someone sent me a word. They didn't know what I was going to preach. They just know me as a person. They know I was coming to Bonnyvale and that I would be sharing some time with you guys. And this is the word that this person shared with me. I felt for the people there that God wants to cause them to walk in a new way via the ancient paths. I was reminded of the scripture in Jeremiah 6.16 and had a sense of people being at a crossroads, not being sure or convinced of the new way. And God longs for them to walk in it. Then I saw some of you being us on teams standing at those very crossroads as signposts and I trust that we are the signposts for you, that we are pointing you in a direction, the direction of the way that God wants you to walk in. I don't have to finish that because it's more about the guys that are with us. Uh, so it's an encouragement to you that we go in those ancient paths. Let's get that scripture in, in uh, Jeremiah. Let me just read it to you. So I love reading the word over you because the word has power. But I must read it to you, Jeremiah. Verse 6. Okay, chapter 6. And verse 16 says this, Stand at the crossroads and look, ask for the ancient paths and where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. So I really do believe that God wants to bring you into a place of rest. There have been a lot of struggles in Bonneville, a lot of struggles for a lot of reasons, and God wants to give you rest. There were several other pictures, and I could give you all of those pictures, but I just want to leave it with that today so that we don't go on too long and that you receive from the Lord, the hand of the Lord, what the Lord is really saying to you. The ancient poles may sound like oh, old-fashioned stuff, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't want old-fashioned stuff. We want the new stuff. We want the, you know, whatever. But the old, old fashioned, this old 
path, this ancient path, is simply this. If you want to put it in one word, it's Jesus. If you want to put it into, into some phrase or something that you would understand, it is something like this. It's the original God. The original God. For you to walk in the way of the original God. Not the God that we create. Not the one that we want. But the one that he is. The one that he is. The Jesus we know is not even the same Jesus we know in the Gospels. The Jesus we know today is actually a lot bigger than that. A lot more than that. And he wants us to know him in that way. He is the original Jesus. He is the original God, the original Holy Spirit, the original Word. And we have tacked on it our meanings and our phrases and our theologies and our this way and that. And we lose some of the original. And God wants us to walk in the original. What is the original gospel, the real deal gospel, the one that changes your life? It's not just about Jesus dying on the cross or being resurrected or going up into heaven. The original gospel is continuing even today, cutting into our lives, wreaking havoc in our spirits, turning us around so that one day we will look like him. That we will look like him. So I'm going to ask the men to stand. And I want to read just one closing scripture for you. I must not leave that out. It's important for you to see this. Jesus, in Hebrews chapter 1, has said of him that he is the radiance of the glory of God. Let me give you an Afrikaans version of this. Jullie verstaan Afrikaans. Everybody understand Afrikaans, yeah? Ik hoop so. Goed. Just an Afrikaans version. Hij wat die afskynsel van sy heerlijkheid en die afdruksel van sy weese. Hij, Christus. Laat ek het weer lees. Hij, die afskynsel van sy heerlijkheid in die afdruksel van sy weese. Hy lyk net soos sy vader. Guess what? Jy moet ook so lyk. Jy moet ook so lyk. Die afskynsel van sy heerlijkheid. In die afdruksel van sy weese. Want dis die enigste rede, hy het jou so geskapen in sy image, nie? And when you return to him, what does he want to see? His image. His image. So, ladies, would you reach out your hand to the men? We're going to pray for them. So, okay, Christopher, if we shut this down right now, you're okay with that? Um, I want to pray, God, for these men who stand at crossroads. Maybe some of them are not sure. Um, and that would be the reason for the scripture, to give us some assurance, to give us some knowledge of a way forward. And I want to pray for each one of these men, God, that you, you will establish a strong spirit within them, a spirit of steel, that they would stand as men before the Lord. 
that they would stand in the war, that they would stand in the fight, that they would run this race with everything that is in them, God, that they will not be afraid to be burnt up for you, that they will not be afraid to be poured out, my God, even as Paul said, I am prepared to be given as a drink offering on your glorious offering. May this be the truth of their lives, God. May this be the expense of their lives for the rest of their days. That they will be spent, God. Every day spent. Every day given. Every day poured out. Every day, Lord, more of you and less of them. To the glory of your name is my prayer. To the honor of your name is my prayer. That each one of them, God... And I pray, Lord, in the brokenness of their lives, because some of them are even struggling right now. I pray in the brokenness, Lord, that you will draw alongside them, Holy Spirit, and that you will lead them on, that they can do this well and run this race well and be changed into the likeness of Jesus. Bless them, Lord. Keep them safe, I pray, in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. Here come on, sit. Over here, it's, it's you see, yes, okay. Yeah, come on, let's go lose. Yeah, all right, guys, love you lots, eh? Uh, look me in the eye, look me in the eye. I love you guys, okay? I don't know you all. I know some of you, and I see some huge potential here. Potential that you may not even realize. Potential that you may be hiding behind for some other reason, whatever it is. Some of you have come to Bonnevale for the wrong reason. <laughs> but it's for the right reason in God. It's the right place for you to be. That God will take these moments and these times. And that he will change your lives forever. That he will do something in you that will last eternally. That we'll not be ashamed when we stand before him one day. Because when you stand before him, there's no 50 shades of grey. When you stand before him, there's only one image that you want to see, and he wants to see only one image. He wants to see his face in your face, his spirit in your spirit, his eyes in your eyes. You get it? You got it? You do it. All right. Back this man up. Make him sweat. No, that's the wrong thing. Okay, sorry. Rub that out. <laughs> make him laugh. Yeah, make him happy. Make him happy because he will be happy as you follow the Lord with all your heart. Give yourselves to it. Give yourselves to it. Don't hold back anywhere for any reason. Don't hold back. You don't measure it out against him or his leadership. You measure it out against him. The one who saved you. The one who died for you. The one who gave his everything for you. This is my last word. Blessing upon blessing. Keep safe, look after yourselves. And you ladies, stay pink. Stay pink and be loved by God. Amen. Bye, donkey.